This is a Legacy of Laughs comedy from the golden age of radio, brought to you by RelicRadio.com. It's the Martin and Louis Show! The National Broadcasting Company brings you transcribed from New York, the Martin and Lewis Show. Our guest tonight, John Carradine, and featuring Flo McMichael, Len Dale, Dick Stabile and his orchestra, and starring Dean Martin. Sweet and lovely, sweeter than a rose in May. And Jerry Lewis. really sing this bad, folks, but if I sing any better, Dean hits me. <laughs> Candy kisses wrapped in paper mean more to you than any of mine. Candy the kisses wrapped in paper you'd rather have them well in the old time you don't mean it when you whisper those sweet love words in my ear oh the kisses Wrapped in paper Mean more to you Than mine do, dear You don't mean it When you whisper Those sweet love words In my ear Wrapped in paper Mean more to you Than mine do, dear Well, today is one of those rare occasions when Jerry and Dean have separate plans for the evening. Dean has been invited to go to the theater by John Carradine while Jerry is getting ready to take their secretary, Florence, out on a date. Well, I guess I'm about ready for my day, Dean. How do I look? Well, let's see. Oh, you look all right, Jerry. Only you've got your hair combed differently. It looks pretty silly that way. What's so silly about it? Lots of people part their hair in the middle. Yeah, but not from ear to ear. <laughs> Dean, I bet you'll have fun tonight at the theater, huh? Yeah, it should be lots of fun. I ran into John Carradine, the famous actor in the elevator this afternoon... And he's taking me to the Belasco Theater to see his play, The Mad Woman of Shio. John Carradine? Does he live here in this building? Well, he moved in a few weeks ago. You must have seen him in the lobby. What does he look like? Well, uh, if you took Peter Lorre by the feet and pulled him through a small knot hole, you'd have John Carradine. <laughs> oh, I bet I've seen him. A tall, thin fellow who looks like a villain. Wears a black silk hat, a black flowing cape, and carries a skull in his hand. And he keeps saying, alas, poor Yorick. 
Well, that's him. So he's an actor? Well, of course he's an actor. A man going through the lobby with a skull in his hands. What else could he be? What else? Well, could be a guy going to a psychiatrist to have his head examined. <laughs> I'll go see if I can comb my hair better. Uh, come in. Good afternoon. Who is it, Dean? It's John Carradine. Hello, Dean. I hope I'm not intruding. Not at all, but aren't you early? I didn't expect we'd leave for the theater for a couple of hours yet. Well, we're in a little trouble about that, Dean. You see, I... Excuse me for not coming in right away, but I was combing my hair. John, I don't believe you've met my partner. Jerry, this is Mr. Carradine. How do you do? Did you say you were combing your hair? Yeah. Dean is always kidding me about my head. Look at me, Mr. Carradine. Tell me what you think. Alas, poor Yorick. Say, Mr. Carradine. Yes? How old are you? I'm 43. Why do you ask? Well, because I'm 23, and it's encouraging to know that a person as skinny as I am can live 20 more years. Stop bragging. You're not skinny at all. I'm not? No. Why, in my group, you'd be known as pear shape. <laughs> You know, uh, when you came in, Mr. Carradine, you said something about some sort of trouble. Oh, yes, yes, I'll explain. You see, for the past year, my nephew Leonard has been staying with me. He's only ten years old. And when I'm at the theater, my housekeeper usually looks after him. Oh, I see. Unfortunately, my housekeeper took sick this morning, and I had to send her home. Now I have to find someone to stay with Leonard tonight. Hey, wait a minute. I know someone who could do it. Who? Jerry. Me? Oh, wait a minute, Dean Martin. I got a date with Florence tonight. We're going dining, dancing, and smooching. Jerry, smooching? Sure, you know, that's like puppy love. Only you don't smooch with a pooch. <laughs> you mean you suggest that Jerry stays with my little Leonard tonight? Look, I got a date with Florence, and I'm going to keep it. But I promised her a big evening out on the town. Oh, that costs money, Jerry. How much have you got? Don't worry about Jerry Lewis having money. Let's see what I got here. One, two, five is seven, and five is twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen cents. <laughs> fifteen cents. Well, you can't do much dining and dancing on that. No, but boy, oh boy, what's smooching? <laughs> now, Jerry, if you'll take the job, I'll give you five dollars now. And when I return from the theater, I'll give you ten dollars more. Wow, $15. You could go out tomorrow night, Jerry, and have a real big time. Yeah. Hey, Dean, how many times does 15 cents go into $15? A hundred times. Wow. Tomorrow night, me and a hundred girls. I don't know if I'll have enough smooching to go around. <laughs> then it's a deal? Yeah, it's a deal. I'll go pick up Florence, and we'll come back to your apartment as soon as we can. Well, it was certainly nice of Jerry to agree to stay with Leonard tonight. Now I can go to the theater without worrying, I hope. Well, you don't need to worry about Jerry. I only hope he'll have something in common with Leonard. Even though he's only ten years old, Leonard's a very intelligent lad. You see, my nephew is quite brilliant. In fact, he has a near-genius IQ rating of 204. Well, Jerry took an IQ test last month. Uh, what was Jerry's score? Sixteen points below howdy duty. <laughs> Come, Dean, let's go down the hall to my apartment. I'll get ready for the theater, and you can meet Leonard. 
Okay. And by the time Jerry and Florence get back, it'll just about be time. Mr. Lewis, where are we going? I thought you said we had to spend our date watching over Mr. Carradine's nephew. We do, Florence, but I want to stop in his toy store down the street. You see, Mr. Carradine gave me $5 advance, so I'm going to buy this kid some toys and be sure I make good. Gee, I'm happy just being with you. I like everything about you. You're tall and handsome. And you don't mind my haircut? Oh, I like it. Sometimes I just sit home at night thinking about you and running my fingers through a scrub brush. Here's the toy shop. Let's go in. Gee, look at all the toys. You know, when I was little, I didn't have any toys. All my father ever gave me to play with was a monkey wrench and a rubber sink plunger. A monkey wrench and a rubber sink plunger? Yeah, he was disappointed because I was a girl. What he really wanted was a plumber. (laughs) What he really wanted was a plumber. (laughs) Sure. Florence, (laughs) what a childhood you must have had, huh? Yeah, while all the other kids were out playing spin the bottle... I was home playing Unstop the Drain. (laughs) Hey, isn't that a salesman over there? Well, well, hello. Can I help you folks? Yeah, we'd like to see some toys. Yes, for a little boy. For a little boy, huh? Tell me, are you the mother? What a silly question. (laughs) Are you the mother? (laughs) Oh, Mr. Lewis, stop laughing and tell him you aren't. (laughs) Florence. He was talking to you. No, I wasn't. (laughs) Never mind the wisecracks, mister. Here's something nice for a little boy. The Rita Hayworth kit. A Rita Hayworth kit for a little boy? Sure, Florence. See what it says on the box? The Rita Hayworth kit. Paste it together and be the first kid on your block to become an Indian prince. We better take that. Well, here's a cowboy outfit, Florence. What do you think of that? Oh, I like cowboys. My favorite movie actor is the king of the cowboys, June Autry. <laughs> June Autry? <laughs> Florence, it's not June Autry. <laughs> it's June Blondell. <laughs> what else you got? Well, well, here's a popular item. A little beanie hat with a propeller on top. Okay, I'll take that too. Hey, look, Florence. Here's a toy Leonard might like. A big red rubber ball. Rubber ball? Yeah, right here. What do you think? How does it work? (laughs) How does a rubber ball work? (laughs) Florence, that's a silly question. A rubber ball works like... well. Well, well, you take it and uh, you uh, you hold it, and you'd think they'd have a book of instructions with these things, wouldn't you? You know, I think a ten-year-old boy would like something that's simple and pretty, like this automobile. Doesn't this look good? Yeah. How much is this car, Clark? Twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollars. Certainly, that's the original Tucker. <laughs> No, the car is out. Just put the other stuff in a sack. 
Come on, Florence. We better get back to Mr. Carradine's apartment. Let's hurry. $15 is $15, you know. I can't understand it, Dean. What could be keeping that partner of yours? He's been gone over an hour. Nearly time I leave for the theater. Don't worry. I'm sure he'll be here in time. But we should leave in less than five minutes. We'll make it. You really love the theater, don't you, John? Love the theater? The theater's my whole life. I live the theater. I eat the theater. I drink the theater. And when I stand back and look at myself... Yes? Sometimes I think I'll be better off with a good thick steak. Ah, good evening, Uncle John. I have terminated my nap. Very good, Leonard. Come over here. Dean, this is me pride and joy, me little nephew, Leonard. Leonard, I want you to meet a friend of mine, Dean Martin. How do you do? Well, hello, Leonard. You see, Leonard hasn't been exposed to the world at all. In fact, the only things Leonard really cares about are literature, the theater, and classical music. He's probably the best-informed ten-year-old in the world. Gosh, Leonard doesn't sound like a normal kid at all. Tell me, Leonard, do you believe in Santa Claus? Santa Claus? I don't even believe in Clifton Fadiman. <laughs> you see, I'm training Leonard for the legitimate theater, or perhaps even the concert stage. By the way, Mr. Martin here is a singer, too. Oh, really? I'd love to hear you sing something, Mr. Martin. Well, I guess it would be all right. We gotta wait till Jerry gets here anyway.
Well, I'll bet that's Jerry and Florence. Hi, everybody. Sorry we're late, but we stopped by to buy some presents. Thank heavens you finally made it. This is my nephew, Leonard. Sorry we have to rush off, but there's not a minute to spare. Well, bye, everybody. Now, listen, Jerry, you've got to do a good job now. I will, Dean. So long. Come, Dean. I'll be late for my performance. To be or not to be, that is the question. <laughs> well, Leonard, here we are. I'm Jerry Lewis. This is my date, Florence. We're going to stay with you tonight till your uncle comes back. So as long as we're going to be together for a while, let's be friends, huh? Why, of course, Mr. Lewis. That's better. Look, Florence and I brought you some nice toys. Here, I'll open it for you. There. Like it? What in the world is it? It's a beanie hat with a propeller on the top. Oh, I see. Yes. It's a very interesting application of the theory forced of gravity using the science of aerodynamics. That's this thing. <laughs> Certainly. Leonard, that's not it at all. Kids put these on their heads and run, and the thing on the top goes around, and they're crazy about them. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, all kids think it's a... Well, it's a novelty. It's a new gimmick. You see, it. You know, but this is a hat with the thing. You run around with it, and it spins. It's so much fun. And... Well, you wear it, and it's not only... But a bit... I wish I was dead. <laughs> Mr. Lewis, I appreciate the thought behind your gift, but I think you'd better keep it. You'd enjoy it more than I would. Oh, that's silly. Beanie hats are just for kids. But what I want to know, Leonard, is how come you know about such things as aerodynamics? Oh, I've had a most thorough education. By the time I was seven, I had mastered algebra, trigonometry, calculus... And the rudiments of Chaucer. By the time I was seven, I could make a run of 12 and three cushion billiards. <laughs> That's nothing. When I was seven, I could unstop a sink. <laughs> well, I've never had a chance to study those arts. I've led a very sheltered life. Uncle John has always wanted me to be a great classical actor. He's raised me on Shakespeare. Goodness, couldn't he afford milk? <laughs> Referring to Shakespeare, the author. If you know Uncle John, you must know Shakespeare's poetry. Oh, his poetry. Sure, I'm hep to his jive. Taboo or not taboo, that is the perfume. <laughs> Mr. Lewis, my uncle told me that you work in a rather low and cultured type of entertainment known as a nightclub. That's right, Jerry Lewis. I do a little singing, tap dancing, tell big jokes, kill the people. <laughs> I can see that Uncle John was right. It's obvious that the hypertension of your environment is causing your frantic, neurotic behavior. Are you for real? <laughs> oh, my, look at the beautiful piano over there. Do you play, Leonard? Not truly. Hey, that's a swell idea, Leonard. Go ahead and play something, you know, chopsticks. I'd much prefer playing something I composed this afternoon. It goes like this. Boy, I can hardly wait till Spike Jones gets his cowbells into that. <laughs> Frankly, I like the more popular stuff by Irving Berlin, Richard Rogers, Cole Porter, and Sam Hockenhaven. Sam Hockenhaven? Who's he? My barber. He hums when he's cutting. <laughs> I'm afraid 
my training has been toward the classical type of music. Oh, that classical stuff is okay if you care for Fred Waring. <laughs> Fred Waring? I mean the real classics. Ludwig von Beethoven, Felix Mendelssohn, Sam Hockenhaven. Sam Hockenhaven. Sure. I get hackers too, you know. <laughs> I see you got a checkerboard over on the table there, Leonard. Oh, yes. Uncle John and I like to relax after dinner with a game or two. Oh, boy. Checkers is my game. I'm a real champ. You won't stand a chance with me. You want to play one quick game, Leonard? All right. Here's the board. Oh, boy. There. Hot dog. There's nothing I like better than checkers. I'm a whiz at it. Okay. I'll go first. There. All right. I'll move here. <laughs> you moved right in where I can jump you, Leonard. Well... Did you put yourself in a trap that time? I'll just take that man there. Okay, Leonard, your move. All right. <laughs> well, Mr. Lewis? Bye. <laughs> if it's all the same to you, Mr. Lewis, i just as soon read. Yeah, sure, Leonard, sure. While you're reading, I'll sit on a sofa and talk to Florence. Florence, come on over. Oh, Mr. Lewis, we couldn't sit on the sofa with someone else in the same room. Oh, go right ahead. Don't mind me. Just pretend I'm not even here. Okay. Come on, Florence. There. Am I too closey-wosey? Oh, no. You're not closey-wosey enough, see. All righty. There. Is that bettery wettery? Mmm, much bettery wettery. I think I'd better turn up the air conditioning a couple of notchy watches. <laughs> Mr. Lewis, I think he's awfully fresh. Yeah, he is fine. Gee, Leonard, I never met a kid like you before. You're missing out on a lot. Now take me. I grew up like any other kid. I went to see movies, vaudeville. I learned to tap dance and sing, just like Al Jolson. And who is Al Jolson? He's the Herbert Hoover of the singing racket. <laughs> well, Uncle John has always frowned upon vaudeville. Nonsense. Vaudeville is where our big stars came from. Gee, didn't you ever hear Al Jolson sing a real low-down number? I don't believe so. Or Bill Robinson tap dance? No, but I'd sure like to learn. That's easy. I'll teach you. Come on, help me move this rug back, and I'll show you. There. Now, here's a simple little step that's very easy. Watch. See how easy it is? Oh, boy, am I going to love this. Let's try it together. Boy, will Uncle John be surprised when I show him what I've learned? Gee, Mr. Carradine, I sure enjoyed your play. Really? Yes, and especially your performance. You were wonderful. I certainly hope that Leonard and Jerry have been getting along during our absence. Yeah, me too. I think Leonard will do Jerry a lot of good. You know, with Leonard knowing so much about literature and music, Jerry is probably taking it all in and learning something. Yes, when we go inside, Leonard will probably have Jerry reciting Shakespeare and singing operatic arias. Well, here we are. Let's go in. Boy, Leonard, you just about got it. Just rough it up a little like this. I'll be down to get you in a taxi, honey. Dead, Zooks. What is this? 
Oh, hello, Mr. Carradine. Hiya, Dean. What is the meaning of this, Leonard? What are you doing up at this hour? It's way past your bedtime. Ah, uh, Unc, how square can you be with that curfew job? Come on, get ahead. Get with it. Let's live a little. Well, it looks like I had it figured wrong. Jerry's been teaching Leonard. Good heavens, this is terrible. I haven't been so shocked since I saw Jack Oakey playing Hamlet. <laughs> Come on, Unc. You look beat to the chop. Relax and slip you some skin. Slip you some skin? Egad, I've hardly enough for myself. <laughs> Well, what's been going on here, Jerry? Nothing, nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Leonard and I have just been having a little fun. I found out this kid's just been wasting his time. Wasting his time? Sure, this kid's unnatural. He can handle jive, bop, tap dancing. Tap dancing? Do you realize what you've done, Jerry? You've undermined ten years of the most extensive cultural training. You've contaminated his mental faculties... You've taken a beautiful thing and desecrated it. I what? You've lost everything up. <laughs> no, I haven't either. Wait till you see what I've taught little Leonard about singing. I'll put the record on, Leonard, and you show your uncle. Reet, man. Solid. Get you in a taxi, honey You better be ready about half past eight Now, dearie, don't be late I ought to be there when the band starts playing Remember when we get there, honey Two steps, I'm gonna have them all I'm gonna dance out both my shoes When they play those jelly roll blues Tomorrow night at the Dogtown Studies Ball Solid man, go get him, daddy Yeah, i to get you in a taxi, honey This is the worst thing that's happened to the American theater since Abbott met Costello. Come on, Len, we'll show him our tap routine. Okay, Jerry, hit it, son. Dean, Dean, 
Jerry, it's three o'clock in the morning. Go to sleep. Okay, Dean. Hey, Dean. What? Was Mr. Carradine sore after I left and took Lawrence off? No, Jerry, Mr. Carradine's a nice guy. He even admitted that you were right and that maybe he had been bringing Leonard up too much on the cultural side. I'm glad, because that Leonard's really a nice kid. Yes, Jerry. Now, will you please go to sleep? Okay, Dean. Dean! <laughs> what? <laughs> Only one more thing. Will you please move your bed a little further away from mine? Why? Well... When you snore real hard, the wind spins the propeller on my beanie hat and wakes me up. Oh, Jerry, good night. Good night, folks. Thanks, John Carradine. And thanks to little Len Dale, too. See you folks next week, we hope. Goodbye. The Martin and Lewis Show, transcribed in New York, is produced and directed by Robert L. Red and written by Dick McKnight and Ray Allen. Next Tuesday, our guest will be Ralph Bellamy. This is Ed Hurley. He's suggesting you tune in to your NBC station each Tuesday evening at the same hour for the Martin and Lewis Show. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.